This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season. So don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Okay, welcome back to another Swans Cast podcast. And this week, I'm gladly joined by Ben Church, who's been here before. So, welcome back, Ben. Hi, thanks for having me, Red. Very, very good episode last time. People were very happy with your input and wanted to hear more of your Swans knowledge. So, we're happy to have you back. And I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come. So, we're going to hear all Ben's thoughts today on the transfer window we've just had. And obviously, Lee is back, as always, um, to join me once Hello. again. Not, not bored of me yet. So. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, to be fair, Lee's like my uh, my the, my person at ground level. He's always there at all the home games. <laughs> Obviously, with me working, sometimes I can't always get there. So, always great to have Lee's input because he sees it all with his eyes. So, he keeps me in check then because obviously, I might not see everything personally. Um, but yeah, cheers, lads, for joining me. So today, as I mentioned, we're going to look at the transfer window in a bit of detail. We're going to rank all the transfers, um, a combination of what we think their potential could be and what we've seen so far we'll we'll go from there but before we get to that obviously we've got the game against Bristol City to discuss we can't skip over that after what we saw last last week which was a bit of a disappointment after what was a very positive evening the night before um so no better way to get started I guess than to get stuck into that so last week on the pitch then Swansea were home against I guess what would you say mini rivals Second rivals, how how would you pitch them these days? Uh, Bristol rival. City, second rivals, yeah. yeah. It's like the the warm yeah, up, right. wasn't it? It was like the warm up. It seems Which to be is... like the last couple of seasons we played Bristol and Cardiff back to back. I don't know times. who thinks that's a good idea, but um, we didn't get the better of them this time, of course. And they came down here, and although we took a one goal early lead, courtesy of Liam Cullen. We actually lost 2-1, which was very disappointing, actually. And I'm sure a lot of people had a lot to say after the game. So, um, Lee, I'm going to come to you first because we were going to do a Twitter space after it, but we couldn't manage to get it to work. And I know Lee had a lot to say if that did happen. So where do you want to start with this one? Yeah, probably probably for the best that we didn't talk about it after the game because, you know, the emotions are running high in there, especially after a performance like that. Um, yeah, I just think there was... Well, comfortably the worst performance of the season so far. W- worst performance I've seen in ages at home. I think 
like you said, we had such a good window the night before. I was fully expecting, right, this is going to be the start of the season now. And, you know, when you've got four new players waiting to come in, you think I might give some of the players a kick to keep their space. And, uh, you know, there were some really, really poor individual performances, which we'll, we can come on to later. Um, and we were just well beaten. I think 2-1 was probably, uh, you know, did us a favour because they had so many chances. Bristol City, they were cutting us open. I've never seen us defend so poorly. I was just, yeah, it was just really disappointing overall, really. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what else you boys thought of it, but I think it was awful. It's, it's good to, like, compare sometimes because I mentioned at the start, I don't know if, you know, I can't get to all of the games, but I'll try and either, you know, watch it any way I can or usually if I'm working get away to listen on the radio so it's good to compare sometimes like what you see in visually with what i'm hearing on the radio through the commentary and uh from what i gather i could have been like four one down by half time and it was quite surprising we managed to hold on to a lead going into half time so ben i'm not sure where you stand on it but I mean, yeah, we were fortunate, I think is the best way we can put it. They, I mean, they put the ball in the net three times before half time, I believe. I haven't actually, I didn't want to watch anything back. So I don't know if any of them should have stood or not, you know, that's maybe not best not to think about it. But yeah, like like Lee said, could have been four, uh, four, four one, I think would have been fair across the 90 minutes. We certainly didn't deserve to score another one. We hardly really threatened them. It's a cabango at the post once from a cross, that was about it. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about more about like the subs and what have you later, but you know, you, you stick on a target, man. I think he touched the ball in the box maybe like once in a good half hour spell. It, it was crazy, really. No, no real idea what we were actually trying to do. Yeah, um, I feel seeing a lot of people saying about the game plan is not um, not really showing itself yet. Um, I, I guess we'll talk about all of that. I, I was very frustrated because I planned my lunch around watching or listening to the game. And it was quite warm, I think, on the day. I went and sat in my car to try and listen on the radio because, again, the local feed's quite tricky. And uh didn't make my rest of the shift very enjoyable, that's for sure. <laughs> Managed to go in. Uh, one, one of the colleagues is a Cardiff fan, so he's over the headset to me as soon as, soon as the, uh, the tide had turned, let's say. And I was like, oh, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Obviously, I was able to repay that later in the day. After he was very boisterous, going one 0 up against Ipswich, and that came back to bite him. So, be interesting week next week, that's for sure. But yeah, so let's have a look at some of maybe what's going on on the pitch. Um, I'm not going to talk so much about the individual aspects of this game, but the one thing I do want to pull out from it is Charlie Patino and his assist for Liam Cullen was was um, top draw, I think. Very good ball. Reminds me of uh, not the same sort of player, but a sort of ball you'd see someone like Pablo Hernandez playing back in the day, uh, especially that one against Cardiff for Routledge. Very reminiscent, but a good ball for Cullen to run onto and a good finish, actually, to the inside post. But three assists in four appearances for Patino. So have you, how impressed have you been with his impact in midfield and his squad? Lee, if we come to you first. Yeah, I think I said on the... Um... On the last on the last video we did, I think he looks like the real deal when I've seen him play. Uh, you know, I think when he came on against West Brom in his first game, he was he was everywhere and he's putting balls into the box, causing havoc. Like I think he assisted the two goals there as well. Oh, you know, he was he put the ball in the box for uh, for all for for both goals really. But and then I he's just been brilliant. He looks like he's everywhere in midfield. He's putting balls through like that one to Cullen. Um, 
and I think he's looked class. He's looked he's looked like he's a, he's a cut above really in the championship. But then it begs the question: Why he keeps? Is he not fit? Because he keeps bringing him off quite early. I think so. Uh, yeah, because I, I think he looks class. But uh, yeah, he keeps bringing him off early. Anything to add to that, Ben? Well, yeah, to reiterate again, Sam Durley. I think I think anyone who watched the game, everyone was calling for Ollie Cooper to come off at halftime. Like Ollie Cooper's a player I love, but just way off the pace in this game for some reason. Heavy touch, I think he wasn't getting his head up. He was just it wasn't even so much getting tackled. He was literally just running into the opposition players. It was quite strange to watch at times. Like Patino, like you say, technically definitely a cut above the league. I think physically maybe not in the sense I saw him track back. Not he wouldn't try in, but he was a full pace and he was getting nowhere near some of their ball carriers. So maybe. That's what Michael Duff was thinking. But if he's fit, he needs to stay on. Like I, I feel like him and Grimes, they haven't possibly figured out how to play with each other perfectly yet. But when that clicks, the, the, you know, that's two you know top end level midfielders we have there. Yeah, I think fitness is the issue because if you look at the season so far, Ashby's had similar treatment, getting subbed in every league game. I think um, coming in on loan as well. I'm wondering if. Both players came in, they're younger and they haven't had the full pre-season under Duff. I know others haven't either, but it would signal to me he's probably a fitness thing because he probably wants to start him every game, such as his impact where, yeah, maybe he just can't quite do a full 90 minutes. But, I mean, until we confirmed that, it's just speculation. But that's what I, I would assume anyway. And obviously midfield, he's he's been quite box-to-box, hasn't he? So it's probably quite demanding yeah. on, on what he's having to output, especially in this style with which we'll go on to talk about next, which is meant to be, from what he's spoken about, quite intense and high press and stuff, but maybe we're not quite seeing all of that yet. Um, yeah, that's a, I guess that's a good transition. What do you reckon of the style then, Ben? You already mentioned it a little bit, not quite sure what, what's been shown. I mean, for once, I'm literally stumped, as in, if we're going purely off that one game, right, I don't know what the game plan was. After watching 90 minutes, there's a shift of formation three times, five subs, what have you. At, at least normally when we lose, I can see, okay, I can see what want, they wanted to happen but didn't come off. I literally do not know, right, how are we going to break them down? How are we going to defend? How are we going to transition one way? How are we going to transition the other way? Sorry to give such a short answer, but that is the no, truth. It's, it's it, it, was, it was a hopeless 90 minutes. Yeah, I think kind that's of discuss, fair. Um, I, I think that one, that game worried me more than more than any of the others, really, because I thought in any other ones we we played, you know, not not great, but in some games I thought we played all right. We looked tidy in some patches of the other games, but that was awful. And like uh, Ben said, I couldn't really pick out what the game plan was in the two cup games. It kind of reverted back to what we saw, like under Russell Martin with like Norton in the middle of the three, and uh, sort of trying to play out from there. And then I don't know if that was his thinking to sort of go back there because I thought they played quite well against Bournemouth and. Northampton as well so I don't know if that was his thinking because he seemed to go with that then that seemed to go pear-shaped and then like Ben said he changed it a couple of times and then I, I had no idea what was going on so that one was a bit worrying because it seemed to me um, and to a lot of other people that he didn't actually have an idea what how to turn that game because they were all over the place and I don't think he knew how to change it. Do you think the players are maybe not responding to him? I tell you, I tell you what I think it might be actually and on to the question I just asked not responding to him maybe not so much that, but part of Russell Martin's last two years embedded in a team and they're struggling to adapt. So it might come across as they're not responding, but the mentality of just keep the ball and pass back and 
they're not maybe looking forward when Duff wants them to. And I've seen him visibly be frustrated at players a few times for that, including at Mac Rhymes. But I guess it's when you've been trained to play a certain way for so long. It is only five games into this new new system in the league. Um, do you think it's a little bit of that? Possibly, yeah. I, I think, yeah. like you say, there probably was more of a game plan, maybe the game behind them at the start, as you saw by the first goal. But then as soon as we started struggling, it was you know a lot slower, like Russell Martin, around the back, like Russell Martin, and the crowd starts getting on people. But also, yeah. like you saw when a couple of subs coming on and they were switching from a five to a four and a half. I've got this written down. I'm pretty sure it was like three, five, two at the start. So, you know, Ashby came off, Janelli came on, and it's like a four, three, three almost. <laughs> then one of the, there's so many subs, it's hard to keep track of what happened, but then we ended up in a four, triple two. You know, we're, we're going switching number yeah. of defenders, we're going wide, we're going narrow again. Like, it, yeah. they were screaming at each other, just trying to understand what formation they're meant to play. But also that's three different formations with five games into the year. Like, do they, did they really, were they really confident enough to play each of those systems? Do you know what I mean? They haven't had much time to do that. Yeah. And that's what that was worrying. It seemed like it was, it was chaos. It was just reactive rather than we're playing this style and we're going with it. It was just reactive. It was like, right, we're all, we're all over the place now. We'll do this. Oh, that's, that's still not working. We'll do this. That's still not working. We'll, we'll, we'll try that. So that's, that's, that's what was worrying. But I think like going back to what you said about like Russell Martin, I think we saw it at the start of, like Russell Martin's tenure as well, because I remember when we played like Bristol City away, I think Russell Martin said something like he was frustrated because they didn't actually play the way he wanted to play. They sort of reverted. They went 1-0 up and then they reverted back to sort of like the way they were under Cooper to get the 1-0 win. And he sort of openly said like, that's not the way he wants them to play, but he was happy with the win. Maybe we're sort of seeing something similar where when they are up against it, naturally, because they played that way, they revert back to, right, let's just keep the ball. Um Let's just let's just try and stem the flow, and obviously it's it's, it's just being yeah, yeah. against what Duff's trying to do. But like it's going to take it is going to take time. It, you know, we've, like we've, we'll come on to it. With so many new signings, new management. It's going to take it's going to take a while to to see what he actually wants to do. But um, we didn't see we didn't see any of it in that game. I guess to sort of add on to what you've just said, Lee, um, it probably is a case of Russell Martin's system ingrained in a lot of the players that are on the pitch. So they've gone one 0 up and. To protect that, they've kind of gone this way. Okay, this is what we normally do. We would slow it down, let the other team come on to us and then try and exploit the spaces in behind. And that would work, I guess, that's Russell Martin's style of play. So that's what they, you know, he would want them to do. But not everyone on the pitch was there last year. It's about half and half, I would say, from the starting team. So you might have half the team thinking this way and then the other half of the team not so much because they're only known Duff's way. And maybe that imbalance of thought is what's causing problems because they're not all on the same wavelength. That causes a confusion, maybe puts them under more pressure because when the teams are coming onto them then, and what seemed to be a theme of the first half at least was us giving the ball away all the time in our own half and like making our own mistakes and causing our own pressure. But it could be the sort of difference in the people who are used to the old way and want to just protect the ball and protect the lead to the, the guys coming in right no he wants us to keep pushing on he wants us to keep pushing on and doing this and that, that affects like maybe your positioning and how you're offering to support your other players when they one of them's happy to come deep protect the ball keep it safe and the other one's trying to go forward and make more of a pressing run and be a little bit more direct and I guess that conflict between if you've got half the team one way half the team the other way that's always going to cause an issue and as soon as a team like Bristol 
who are primarily counter-attacking, get a sniff of, I guess, putting the pressure on. They definitely put the gas on and kept it up. I don't know how Naki Wells didn't score, mm. um, at least in the first half. Well, just Crazy to add on what you said, here's, here's the worrying thing, right? I feel like we're making more mistakes with less possession and less passes completed. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely, some of them, like we haven't really been punished on them, honestly. Like I know we have conceded from one or two goal kicks, but there's some this season. I feel like we've been losing by one goal a fair bit, and we've been fortunate to be losing by one goal a fair bit. Like, it could have easily been four-one on the weekend. Didn't watch the Preston game, but I know home games before. You, you know, it's uh, it needs to be stamped out. I think if there are some players who are like holding out to them a bit and you know still reverting back to what we've done before, you have just got to give them the chance and try and buy into it. Because if half of people are thinking one way, half of people's thinking the other way, it's, it's never going to work regardless no. of whether you're right or wrong. And it's time to the manager to stamp that out, and it is only going to take time. And we should put a massive disclaimer before this entire conversation, really. Like, I know if you go on Twitter or any social media, really, it's been quite negative. It has been getting to the stage of being borderline toxic, I would say, with some of the negativity coming around Duff now since he's come here. But you are only five league games into the season, into the new style of play. It's still very early days to decide that it's not going to work. And it is, if it doesn't get off to a good start, it makes it harder for all of the players to then adapt to the new style. Other than maybe getting the win on the board for the first game or the second game, it just changes that mentality. You just feel that more comfortable instantly just because you've got that three points, I think. I mean, I've never been in that you know, situation on a pitch under that sort of pressure, but I think it's quite obvious that that would be the case. Like a win builds momentum at the end of the day. That's why people were saying it's so important to win this game going into the Cardiff match. You're going to go into that now looking for your first win and that's another conversation entirely. But I think people need to calm down a little bit. It is still very early. And if you want to make the comparisons, because people have been making a lot of comparisons with um, Duff and Martin, let's have a look at Martin's first however many games as manager it was literally the same and let's have a look at martin's time this year from january to march slash april where he had a really bad run a lot worse than this we're only five games into this it could get there don't get me wrong could but you know he had time he addressed it and all of a sudden we were flying and then people seem to have forgotten about that and he's like the saint uh, excuse the pun on his new team um <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like things can change quickly and it might just take a win against Cardiff and all of a sudden it just clicks. You don't know. It's an international break now. We've got two weeks with a full squad. And as Lee mentioned, a lot of changes. There's been 13 players coming into the team. I think it's, it's said quite often in football, like too many changes isn't always a good thing and it can take time to embed that, especially with a new manager. He also had a slow start at Barnsley last season. So it's not like it wasn't expected. We were warned of it. We were warned of it by the fan that came on the podcast earlier uh, when he was announced. He said he probably have a slow start, but by Christmas we'll, you'll kind of see what's going on. So five games into the season, just got into September. It's too early to be calling for his head, that's all I'm saying. But it doesn't guess, mean you can't call out the issues. I guess like it's managing our expectations. Like, Do we do we see ourselves as a top six team? I'd probably say for, for myself, I probably don't think, I don't think we're anywhere near that. Um, yet, um, not with the, not with the level of teams that are there at the moment. So I think you know, do we? And I, I'll hold my hand up. I mean, after that game, I was livid because I thought you know it was it was that bad. Like I said, good thing we didn't come on after. But now I have a time to digest it. It's just like you know, 
let's give it a bit of time. You know, it is going to take. No, we got new players to come in. Let's let's give the bloke a bit of time. I couldn't believe the level of, uh, you know, like you said, the level of toxicity I saw on uh, on Twitter. It was, you know, calling for his head already. Yeah. But on the on the other hand, you know, we are looking. You know, we're into September now without a win. We've got three massive games coming up next. I mean, Cardiff, obviously, and then you've got QPR away, arguably like going to be in and around probably the bottom six, I would say. And then Sheffield Wednesday at home, we're definitely going to be down there. So I think the next three games, um, we've got to see ma- massive improvement in the next three games. So I think it's only, only going to get worse. But, you know, see, see, what, he, see what he's got when, they, when the new squad, um, when all the new players come into the squad. Have you got anything about the game you'd like to uh, mention before we move on, Ben? Uh, Bristol City game. Uh, I reckon he needs to stick with one shape and just run with it for 90 minutes at this stage of the season. And please play Charlie Bettino for 90 minutes if he's physically capable of doing so. Yeah. I think a lot of people think, will um, agree with that. Before we, uh, before we move on as well, I think I know we can say like... Um, we can say a lot of things about, about Duff and how bad he was, and, and rightly so, and we've said it, but there were some awful... Um, individual performances mind like like wood as a standout i don't know what i don't know what he was doing um he made so many mistakes i think he was dreaming the night before yeah Uh, but i was just i was expecting like and we you said ben said about ollie cooper earlier i thought he was awful as well he gave the ball away so much um which was unlike him ashby as well was was poor um there were so many bad individual performances i don't know if um as well on that i don't know if like joe allen is pushing for a start maybe not sure what the plan is there because he seems like he played well against Bournemouth I know he can't play probably two games in a week I think so I think so I think he's a sort of away from home I I I, the lineup I got was Ollie Cooper stand because he's more of a forward thinking midfielder no I'm not saying I agree but like he he starts him at home thinking I'll go more on the attack and when you go away, he's playing like a Fulton or an Allen in that role to be a little bit more reserved. That's what I've noticed as a trend. Yeah, it makes sense as well. Because at home, you probably want to have more of the ball than you would away yeah, from yeah. home. And that saves Ollie Cooper because he has a couple of yards in front of him. He'll carry it when he away from home. Yeah, yeah when, he's, when you've got set in shape, I don't think he is necessarily that sort of player. I think he will come good, mind, because if we do start yeah. to see time depressing style implemented eventually, that, that, that is Ollie Cooper, isn't it? Of course it is. But uh, I think him yeah. and Yates and Cullen will do that well, but it's just, you know, needs a bit of time, I think. I do think as well, like we, sorry, I just, it's just stuff that keeps coming back to me. And I was thinking about the game. Um, I think, like, I think we noticed, I think I noticed more now what Perot did as well, because I think. I didn't see Yates in that game whatsoever. I just don't think he can get the service. And I think Perot was so good at just coming back and popping up and picking up the ball in those like sort of final third positions. Whereas we like I was guilty of it. I was thinking he was so quiet in games. But I think it was noticeable that he wasn't there. Um especially against Bristol City, because there's there was not he was that middleman between like the midfield and and, and you know Yates up top. So I think I didn't I don't know what you boys think, but I thought it was a bit more noticeable that he was missing there. I wonder if he's got uh, yeah, a reputation yeah. around him as well now where he draws defenders in because they know what he's done. Well, he, he was creating space, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Ben. Oh, I was just going to say, I agree, agree with what Lee said. I think it's going to take a few games now. Perot, when you think Perot was a bit like Grimes last couple of years, he was never really dropped, was he? So all of a sudden, yeah. you got your focal point, your goal getter. You know, he was a part of the build up and he finished it off. So suddenly take that away. You probably need to give him a bit of time. Somebody else needs to take over that role. I think 
going forward now, Grimes and Bettino, they need to play on different lines to each other when we have the ball, definitely. They can't both be deep. Because otherwise, yeah. I don't think we're, really, we're not going to break the lines in the final third. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't even mind if it's Grimes steps a bit further forward. You know, he's done it in the past. But um, we've not really seen too much of it since he's been ever-present in Swansea's lineup. Um, the other thing I wanted to quickly mention, not really in too much detail, but the Bournemouth game obviously happened as well in the Cup. We did lose 3-2 after going ahead against the Premier League team. And we nearly got to penalties as well, to be fair. So we did push them quite far. I don't think anyone was really too disappointed with that game. And I think there was a lot on display to show where this could be going, more so in the Bournemouth game than there was in the Bristol game. Maybe we didn't have the most amount of shots, but you're up against quite a strong Bournemouth team. They spent over hundred million this season. I was surprised to hear that. Caught up with, um, you know, Cherry's Red Army on uh, on the pre-match video, and they also complimented us on our style of play. I popped into their their post-match discussion, and they were saying like, if we carry on playing what they saw in that game, that we're in a bit of a false position in the league. That's what they said, Premier League teams fans at the moment, and from what they saw from that game. Now, it seems we're hit and miss from from match to match but you said Joe Allen started in that game I think Janelli looked quite good in that game as well so it's not all maybe doom and gloom I think when maybe things get tough it's not quite worked and the player's not sure where to turn maybe there's less pressure on a cup game like against Bournemouth you're already expected to lose and go out to the round to the Premier League team maybe they played with a bit less pressure and they were able to actually do what they've been told that week and, and play to the game plan a bit more when the going got tough against Bristol kind of went out the window and they couldn't manage it but yeah I don't know what you think about the Bournemouth game, any any pickups from that um, Lee? Uh, no, like you said I think um, like Joe Allen for me stand out, he was brilliant in that Bournemouth game so um, I don't know I think, I think Ben might be right that he might get a start in the derby um, I don't know, it just seems like we just seem a different team when he's in there. Um, I, we know his quality. We know he's a great player, but we do seem like a totally different team, especially coming from that. Maybe he can release Patino a bit more, or release Grimes a bit more. I don't know, but um, I think that's been the standout from that Bournemouth game. I thought they played really well, and I think it, uh, I think it's probably boosted by the fact that players probably got a lot of confidence in Joe Allen being in there and another leader on the pitch yeah. when it gets tough. Uh, ben, anything from Bournemouth? Oh yeah, I think it was you know it was good enough over the ninety minutes. You don't expect to do as well as we did against Premier League opposition. I think it was a classic case of though they dropped probably like three or four of the better players and then brought them on second half. And then when they did, we got overwhelmed. And I'm not having a go at us for that. I think we hung on in there. So I think it would have been unjust if it got to pens. You know, like chance creation wise, we didn't match them at all. But then you're not expected to. So yeah, cup game though. Yeah, I'm not going to take like too many positives from it because it is a cup game. You know, it's midweek, half-empty stadium, probably the cup competition which people care less about as well, so I'm not really sure it's going to be a true reflection of how we'll be in the league, if I'm honest. Yeah. That's fair. Good shout-out. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Jimmy Patterson's goal. It was pretty pretty nice to see highlight of that game for the Swans fans. But um, hopefully I thought he was more of that. I thought he was going after that because he didn't like really celebrate today. He's a bit of a muted celebration, and it was before the window shut, so I was thinking, oh, it looks like he might be... On his way, but then he didn't go in the end. On his way to Mumbles to get a nice uh, bit of grub down him. <laughs> he has been one bright spark, I would say. You know, like little cameos he had. 
he's probably like yeah. being the one looking to make something happen more than anyone. Be good if he yeah. can get back up to speed that he was, you know, in his first season. If we can get that back out of him, because he could be an asset then. It's just a shame we haven't seen that for a while. But that was a kind of glimpse that goal taking yeah. that yeah. effort on. You know, it was kind of a. He didn't really have a right to score from there, but sometimes when you take the chance, it, it goes in. So it was nice to see. Um, Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Can't make the away day? Just get yourself comfortable, load up Swans TV, grab your phone and order a mug delivery. Away days at home never tasted so good. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, okay, let's move on then. So next week on the pitch, not going to spend too long here because it's international break. But one key thing I wanted to mention as we're recording now is on um, Thursday the 7th and Wales have probably already kicked off of the, against um, yeah. South Korea. No, no. But it was just interesting to see Liam Cullen didn't make the match day squad. I was just wondering what your thoughts on this are, Ben. Oh, well, I mean, you look at the players who are in the squad. I know Hennessy hasn't made the 23-man squad for tonight's game, but he called up four keepers. Why? There's no need. Um, Lockyer, but he's dropped out for injuries. That's fair enough. But you look at, like, I want to pick up on the midfielders as well, to be honest. Like, Sheehan, you know, Swansea grad, actually. But then, you know, he's at Bolton in League One. I'm not sure he's at a higher level. And some of the midfielders have missed out. You know, Ollie Cooper's missed out. Colwell's missed out. Um, he's 28, disappoint Joshie, and like he, he's going to be, you know, gone in a few years anyway. The boys who missed out are all like 22, 23, 21. Now was the time to bring them in and give them minutes. And you look at the team he's named tonight, apart from Ramsey on the bench, there, Jordan James. He's gone full strength for a friendly. And last night, even the press conference, saying, "Oh, I can't be bothered to play it." To be honest, he's <laughs> like, the strongest team. It, the, the mind boggles in all honesty. Like <laughs> Cullen. You know, if you look at the, the forward players, I can understand why Cullen's the one who didn't make the squad tonight. So you've got Kiefer Moore, Broadhead, Johnson, Brooks, Bradshaw. In my opinion, they are all ahead of him. Harry Wilson as well. So from that respect, yeah, then it's a case that there are some players in that 25 that should not be in that 25. Even, you know, Ryan Hedge is a Blackburn. Why, why isn't he there? He's playing championship football regularly, playing to a decent standard. No, I know, yeah. I know, and I know it's a slightly <laughs> different position, but Joe Morrell, like, I, I know he's been part of the team when... We were at our strongest, but like I'm not sure there's some players there who are at the standard to justify still being included. And we do have more depth than people realise. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I thought it was weird when um, Johnny Williams got called up in the World Cup, for for instance. Another example of what you were saying about the lower league midfielders. When why are you calling up someone? I know the experience in that case, but I don't agree with it. When you've got players who are consistently playing at a higher level to go to the biggest tournament uh, that you're going to go to. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I bear it the nail on the head there. I think, especially in a friendly, you've got to, you've got to try some of these players. I think there is enough quality there. Like you said there's some good championship players there that can come in and make an impact. But I know every manager's got his 
favourites and his go-tos. But especially in international football, you've got to, you know, you've got to move on pretty quickly. And you would love to see like some new faces get a run out, especially in a friendly that he didn't want to play, like he said. So yeah, I, I, I didn't under, I don't understand the decision at all, to be honest. It's a shame. I tell you what, though, going sorry, going back to the um, Bournemouth game, I thought David Brooks looked class, and he scored again on the weekend, and he looks like he's he's getting back up to uh, to sharpness. That's a positive. Yeah, that's that a positive. Fair play to him coming back from obviously his illness. Uh, yeah, hopefully he can get back to the heights he he was at before. I was going to say it's a shame that uh, Cabango couldn't get on a pitch instead of Mefam because you'd have four out of five of the back four being. Swan's uh, academy graduates, which would have been a nice thing to see. Okay, so someone we could squeeze in to replace Nico Williams anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, a, where, where, is is Azim Abdullahi? Is he going to sneak into the <laughs> squad one day? Does he qualify? As a uh, Rashisha qualifies, isn't he for Wales? Red, yeah, Reading's that now, isn't he? I, I think yeah, so maybe get a call up at some time random. <laughs> I think Abdullah is very much sticking with Scotland based off the fact he was in the youth squad, didn't he? I didn't know. Apparently, Abdullah is from Bahrain. Well, that's what it did, is the nationalities down as on SofaScore. Was that expecting that? It's probably one of them where, like, oh, I don't one know, parent's maybe one, one the other, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I actually want to know where he was born. Now. Let's have a look. Go, Glasgow. <laughs> 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 it's definitely like Bahrain up there. Let's see if he's got a Welsh grandmother somewhere floating around. <laughs> um, yeah, down as British on Wikipedia, so maybe he's just like your family or something. Anyway, that's that's irrelevant. Um, going <laughs> forward, the, the, the last thing on the Wales game, I did notice though, South Korea have named two more players on a subs bench, so why didn't we fully utilise the subs bench if there's two more slots? In a friendly, it surely is not like a cap. Always there, like just chuck everyone there. Then do you know what I mean? Like if you take them to training, and then, yeah, and then you could play like flip a coin with the three goalkeepers and say <sighs> whichever one, or head play rock paper scissors, and if you win, you're going on second half. Stick stick me on the bench. I'll, uh, Did you find I'll it weird? Hennessy was one who weren't included though. Hennessy, Ward, Adam Davis, Tom King, and Hennessy's the one who's not there. That's like our Hennessy yeah. in the movie one, but why call him up then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like, there is one in the under twenty ones who people seem to rate for the future. So why are you calling up four keepers and not calling up him? Or are they trying to qualify the under twenty ones? Like I, I, I don't know. It's just it's I so much going on exactly. Like I'm, I, I, I a lot of people saying give him time, but for me, he's no. had enough time. There's, there's, How much time does he want? There's nothing being built. He's just carrying on playing the same old players that are going to regress in the years yeah. to come. I can't see us uh, qualifying for these Euros either. I don't want to dampen it, but it's just I, it's we needed we needed some big. We had the big result when we away at Croatia, and then it seems that we've like undone that hard work now. It's in our hands. Um, it's a shame Germany as well be a hell of a trip. Yeah, it would have been yeah, in class. Still possible, but you're looking at Croatia. You probably think you need to draw again in the reverse, yeah. and you probably may well need to win every other game apart from that. Depending yeah. on how well you know, even Armenia. It's not mean, yeah, like you know, like they're in a strong position in the group, they shouldn't be, but they are. It's poor, honestly. I, I, the World Cup was like a farewell, thank you parade for all the old old players, and, and even putting Gareth Bale in that. Um, I know you can't not play him, but address it when he's not having a good game, at least. Mm. And I just think Paige is 
they should have reappointed someone after the whole thing with gigs. They they should at least after the World Cup they should have been right. We need a fresh start. We need to get someone in that's going to build something. I don't know what he did to deserve to be put in that job full time. I really don't because I haven't really enjoyed watching Wales since gigs took over, but it's progressively took got worse. Like ever since, basically with Paige, I think it's just just not not very good at the moment. But I mean, he was landed to be there on circumstance, wasn't he, Paige? And I think yeah. he, the the FA probably panicked in that. Imagine not giving a contract to someone who's just taking us to our first World Cup since the fifties. But then, what, why a four year deal? That's why I find. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Two year. Maybe just got Wales have been in the best position that they've ever been in in recent memory internationally. Oh, let's say best position I've ever been in while the game has been at such a professional level. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me you could not have found a manager, a capable manager that would have taken that job. After especially after like twenty sixteen. Even even when they took Ryan Giggs on, they wanted to keep it in house as a Welsh manager for the Welsh team. I don't know if that's the best solution. I think because of the way we sort of like function with football. I think it's gone very much. It's going a bit political now. I'm not saying it's a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. They want to keep it out because it's nice and all. But is that yeah. the best route to success? I don't. And when Wales is like quite quite a small pool of people probably to choose from, like who are the top Welsh managers that are going to go and take that job? So you take a punt on someone like Giggs who hasn't really had a job before. So you don't know what he's going to do. And then and then you're taking Page because he was his number two, like. If you're going to keep that system of in-house Welsh managers, who are you going to get next? The job had Nathan Jones written all over. I'm not going yeah, to I, I was just going to say Nathan Jones. Like, I think okay, it's got yeah, to be. that would make a bit more sense. But I, what I'm trying to say is, are we making the best decision by reducing our options like that? I think you could get somebody that's got some good credentials in our role that would actually mean that we got to the stage where Wales is actually a threat on international football for the first time in a while. And you could maintain that, but I feel like we're going the other way. I think normally you'd be right, but I honestly do think Nathan Jones. I think he's more same with Steve Cooper. Actually, I think they could be more suited to international management than they are league in that. Yeah. yeah. I get, yeah. for example, now Southgate's apparently going with England in a year or two now after the next tournament. They're getting Guardiola in. Guardiola would be yeah. awful international manager. That's not because Guard, Guardiola's the best manager of all time, but when he signs a player, it takes a year. A full yeah. season, a full, a full year of training, full year of matches before they get up to speed. Grealish was awful last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden he's up there again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like these tactical geniuses, they, they don't work in international manager. An international manager, you get the basics right, you motivate the players right, and you know you get you get the simple things right. You get you know like Southgate nearly won a World Cup off set pieces. Like yeah. it, it's uh, so yeah, Nathan Jones, Cooper. There will be more come through over the years. I think there's enough talent in the Welsh talent pool, like the Welsh FA coaching courses. They're some of the best in the world. You have Henri yeah. Arteta, you know, these, these That's fair. people with high ambition. Yeah, and we, we yeah these, loads of them have done it, haven't they, through yeah, Wales? We turned down our own candidates to take these people because they're high as our you know, reputation, but it goes to show how good the course is. The other one's Oshan Roberts, and he's out of a yeah. job. Like, yeah, he's, he, he I, always I, gets floated around, doesn't he? There's so yeah, many I would options. have been okay with with Nathan Jones. I think Steve Cooper would do a good job as well. I just, oh, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think Cooper. Someone like Giggs and Page is what I'm trying to say. And Yeah, I think Giggs was the, Giggs was the fantasy choice, wasn't he? I think, uh, you know, yeah. I think he just, he was the big name, wasn't he? To get, you know, sort of, sort of bring, bring people back in. I, I, I don't know. I think I like, I like that it's a Welsh manager though. I think I, if, if we do have the option of doing it, like, I think I'd rather it be a Welsh manager. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. like you said, though, Cooper for me, I, I, 
when I was thinking Nathan Jones, I forgot about Steve Cook, but I think he'd be so good at international management. Well, he's done just it make before, a team yeah. hard to beat. Just take, yeah, well, exactly. You want a World Cup in England in 21. So he's going to be perfect for it. I think one day I'd love to see him manage Wales if that, if that was in the pipeline. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I don't dislike the idea of a Welsh manager managing Wales. I just don't also want it to be at the detriment of the performance and the results of the team and competitions. You know, if if, if you're going to get if the most best available Welsh manager is not good enough, then don't don't give him the job. That's the way I see it. Uh, yeah. If it is if it is a Cooper or a Nathan Jones, but maybe they don't want to do it. Maybe they don't want to go international and happy where they are. So, but then there's not an abundance of it. Like England, even has got more options. Is what I'm saying. If you've got an English manager to manage England, but yeah, this um, I'm sure there'd be far more debate about that. I think uh, yeah, I think episodes. Ben was right though. I think it's um, it's gone quite it's gone quite political, isn't it? And I think. Yeah. Um, it will. It will be a Welsh. I, I, I don't mind it. I think I'm, I might be fit to be a Welsh manager. Yeah, same. Okay, let's move on then. Let's go to to round up the. And this is only going to take a couple of minutes. Two up, two down on the championship, and then we're going to move on to the transfer window ranking. So quickly then across the league and a championship. It's been uh, an interesting week. So our two up this week are Preston, who we recently played. You remember we now really lost out on two one. Gone top of the league uh, with their result this week where they my page is refreshing anyone recall their result before I get it up Stoke 2-0 so fair play to, I mean look again maybe it's a little bit of perspective on our results because Birmingham are in 4th they're a team we played recently also and Bristol are actually in 8th now after their win against us we played quite a few teams that are doing well and now really lost now each game was individual, I know that, and Birmingham was a draw. But it's maybe not that far away, a lot to work on. But Preston, top of the league, we lost 2 1, went ahead in that game. So we um, we, we probably should, we probably could have won that game as well. We played all right in that Preston game. Um, we conceded two poor goals there, so it does put it into perspective because we should have been 2 0 up at half time there, and that was probably uh, you know, that could have been the kick on, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. That's the championship for you, though. I but that's how fine the line can be, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So everyone obviously yeah. go in um, so in detail about what's going wrong at the moment. There's a fine line there of how that could have changed. Again, doesn't mean you can't criticise, but just, just putting that out there. The other one is Huddersfield. We have um, bashed them a bit on the podcast, expecting them to maybe be in a relegation fight, but they got their first win this week. Takes them out of relegation zone. They're on four points. And that brings me on to the first down which is Swans Wednesday and Middlesbrough, who remain winless, of course. We have two points out of the three of us. The, the other two are on one, but it's all not the best for us three down here at the moment. I think Middlesbrough are the ones that are... It's weird to see because they had a really good season last year and they looked like they were maybe going to kick on, but they're really struggling at the moment. They've lost some key players and maybe not replaced them more than they. The goals, especially... Chubarak, yeah. Bob, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Not the Aaron Ramsey that most people probably think I'm on about. Should point that out. But, uh, yeah. Could you argue he's the better Aaron Ramsey currently based on oh, age and form? I'm not going to pretend to have watched enough of Barrow last year to know if I'm <laughs> on so, uh, And I, I know right. for a fact there'll be some Cardiff fans in my mentions again if I uh, say a certain <laughs> answer. So. They're going to ride off that goal he scored the other day for oh, the rest of the season. Oh, <laughs> oh it, was a, it was an absolute belt that he scored against Leicester. Mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Enough about them. We've got we've got them coming, right? Let's 
it's not give them any more confidence than they already need. Uh, and Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, I was maybe expecting them to struggle a bit, but I guess the change of managers really, really costing them. Not yeah. we want after a promotion. That's what I'm saying. Like we've got Sheffield Wednesday, and we uh, in three games. We've got Cardiff, Kubian, and Sheffield Wednesday home. Yes, yeah. uh, it's becoming a massive one. It's not yeah. massive because of how early we are, but if we lose that, then move, like, it'll be very toxic at the end. Say no, we lose oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Very bad. The, the other one is Southampton. I've just put Southampton um, because everyone likes to remind us. Or well, we posted that video of uh, Russell Martin's comments on our transfer policy the other day, and we spoke about that in the last podcast. Had a lot of people arguing with us, saying that we are wrong and the club didn't back Russell Martin and. And people just everywhere seem to be going nuts about the fact that Russell Martin's not here anymore. The style of play is gone. There's no identity. Swansea is finished. I can't, like it's so doom and gloom from some of these Russell Martin fans. Fair enough if you like the manager, but he's just gonna go thumped five nil against Sunderland, and they've conceded the most goals out of any team in the league. So if you think we've got defensive problems, now bear in mind he has a squad that's just got relegated with a lot of firepower, so he's probably won a couple of games on the virtue of the team he's inherited. Couple of last minute winners in there. You what? Couple of last minute winners in there as well. Yeah, yeah. quite a few actually. Yeah, and a dodgy penalty against uh, Norwich when they made a 4 all. That was late on as well. Yeah, I just... No, Ryan Manning's already being scapegoated. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Wonder if uh, Woods looked at that result and... When they played on um, before the rest of the league, didn't they? It was on yeah, the night against Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, do you mean on the weekend? Sorry, on the opening. Yeah, on the weekend. Oh, right. I think were they really kick off with us? Yeah, yeah they really kick off with us, weren't they? Yeah. Wonder if uh, obviously Wood had not had the best game. Wonder if he looked at that result now and think, oh, I need to sort myself out because. Could have been worse. Could have been thumped 5-0 by Sunderland. Yeah. It's quite funny because I think they tried buy-in like a few of their forwards, didn't they, the night before and then they come down and... We succeeded with one of them. Stewart. That yeah. was like a 10 mil, 11 mil. And then they're like, Stewart, we could still score five. And some random 16-year-old midfielder became their youngest ever goal scorer last week. Did you see, um, I don't know who it was who crossed the ball and there was some 19-year-old as well. Like, have you seen the yeah. fifth goal? He did like three, I don't know what spins they were called, someone... <laughs> yeah. The three on the bounce, 19, and then back post, 16-year-old Edda. Yeah. Neymar yeah. would be proud. Took the neck, <laughs> took the neck out of the door is the point. I thought, wow. Bradley Dax scored. He's mm. usually injured, so fair play. Yeah, I think Sun- Sunderland, I think Sunderland will be like floating around there again, won't they, I think? Yeah. They'll be, uh, you know, I think they'll be... They'll be a threat, definitely. Yeah. They're an exciting right. one, like all youngsters. Yeah. yeah, definitely on the up and they after their heavily documented downfall so that's nice for them okay this is the the main the main bit then we'll see how long this takes hopefully we won't be too long because it is very warm but transfer window obviously is finished very big transfer deadline day a very much a lot of action which is unusual maybe for swans fans i think it was quite weird because the penultimate day it was a lot of negativity of course where everyone was going nuts because obviously Joel Pro hadn't been replaced and some people who were in the know, in the inverted quotation marks, were saying it's going to be a quiet window for Swansea or quiet deadline day. And it really wasn't. It seemed like they were 
trying everywhere to get players. They had a long list of people they were interested in and asking questions, making bids. Some that didn't come through, but I think we made four sign-ins on the last day, if I'm correct, um, which brings our total incomings for the season to 13. Now, I'll just remind everyone who we lost, and that is loans ending slash contracts ending last season. Matty Soranola, Luke Kundal both left because their loans expired. Ryan Manning and Latabodia obviously left because their contracts ran down. We all knew about them a long time ago. Luke Kundal is the one that stands out to me, though. He's banging the goals in for Plymouth. That would have been one I would have liked to have seen return. Yeah, he scored a screamer for Plymouth as well on the weekend. Makes me wonder if Russell Martin didn't get the best out of him, but that's another another conversation, potentially. Um, then, obviously, we've got Joel Perot, Michael Oberfemi, who technically left this window permanently because it was a loan in January, and we got the fee for him this window. Morgan Whitaker, Stephen Bender, which was a late uh, departure we discussed on the last podcast. Um, Oliver and Cham, Kyle Joseph and Andrea Sondergaard who I think actually his contract expires so I should have had him in the other list as well and then a couple of went out on loan Brandon Cooper, Josh Thomas and Joel Cotterill Josh Thomas for me the one to watch there for how he gets on this season any thoughts on any of those players before we go into the incomings and that's just a reminder to say maybe where we need to look at uh, replacing them um, well, just alone, I'd, I'd echo your words of Josh Thomas. The one annoying thing, Harrison, who I tweeted at Port Vale, was going to be his expected like strike partner. I thought Harrison, he's very good with hold-up play. Josh Thomas would run on in behind. He's now left. So I don't think he's actually been starting the first few games. He's been more of an impact sub. So I, I am obviously a watch Port Vale. Um, and then the players who have left, I'll touch on him more when we get to the incomings, like Rushworth. But Bender, I was gutted about that, him leaving, because I honestly saw him as like a long-term Number one for us, and Whitaker. I said at the time, was our million for him. I, I think he could get 10 goals, 10 assists for them. The way they'll play, you'll, you'll be their focal point. So yeah. I think that they, they could easily sell them on again to someone looking for top six for five mil come next summer. So I'd hope we have a sell on cause there. It's one of them where he perhaps didn't want to be here, and maybe we should have cashed in on January, really. Yeah. Or left him where he was and benefited from him now. Yeah. I mean, it begs the question if you've got Janelli. I thought if we needed to play wingers, I thought they'd complement each other quite well. Janelli on one wing, Whitaker on the other. But Yeah, it's strange because, yeah. uh, like, obviously, I, I think Russ Martin didn't want him um, or didn't want to play him. I can't, we don't really know what the situation was there. But then you thought he'd get a fair crack um, with Duff coming in. But he probably, I think, you know, I think you're right. I think he probably made his mind up that he wanted to go back to Plymouth then at that point after the, after the you know, bit of the fuss in, in January. But yeah, I think, I think in, the way that we think Duff wants to play, I think he could have been, uh, it could have suited him. But uh, there we go. Yeah, I think I and I think you're right. I think he's going to be good this season. He's tired well. Yeah, I think he felt a bit messed around by Martin, maybe. In yeah, the I can understand that. Yeah. And I think Martin didn't use him enough when he came back because I think he was doing it out of protest of his lack of backing that he was so vocal about, and and everyone loves to remind me, and people who moan about the Whitaker departure but then support Russell Martin and his lack of backing from the board, I don't think you can have both opinions, personally. I, Our, think, um... I think it was Martin that underused Whitaker, not the board. He was brought back to replace Oberfemi. Maybe the club didn't want to spend at the time. Like That's a different conversation. They, get, they brought back Whitaker and he didn't use him. That's the bottom line. 
our um our 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 ban that we put in place last video to stop talking about Russell Martin's gone very well. Well, it's only because of the the, the Twitter. Stuff. I know, I know. It's, yeah, it is. On. It just keeps coming it back. Needs to be yeah. addressed. People need to move <laughs> on, and then we move on. Yeah. Anyway, let's go into the incomings. Um, okay, start with Jerry Yates. And what we're going to do here, we're all going to give him a ranking out of ten, and I want I want to kind of be a combination because you can't. It's hard to judge some of them, so it needs to be what we've seen so far is obviously part of it but also maybe the impact you think they can have on the team. So look at their fee and look at what you think they could bring or have brought and give them a ranking out of 10 based on that. Some of them might be quite tricky and then you might sit in the middle, which is fine because could could work, maybe won't. You know, low risk potentially, but could have a high reward. And other ones, they might be either end of the spectrum, but just be honest, I guess, and and we'll see how 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 our views line up, and it'll be quite interesting to discuss. So Jerry Yates, then, um, who wants to go first? League over. Go on, Lee. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm uh, I, I've been back and forth with Jerry Yates to be honest, because uh, like he's obviously he's obviously a goal scorer. He's had two chances for us and scored. The two, I think he's yeah I think he's only had two chances. He's taken the two chances, but then. I think, like generally, what I've seen, I think he's quite quiet, isn't he? I don't know if, whether he needs the service, so I, I don't know if I'm being a bit harsh, but I think he's be, he gets knocked off the ball a lot. Um, I think he got knocked off the ball for the, I know his cup game, but like the Bournemouth, the Bournemouth winner, um, and then, and then I thought he was really, really quiet against Bristol City. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a seven for now because I think he is a goal scorer. Okay. Um, seven for Lee. Yeah, well, I would you, ben, I would say eight personally eight, because I think in, in the market this summer the you know price of strikers was mental. Who, who was it? Um, Leicester just spent seven and a half million on Tom Cannon. That was based off of yeah. like twenty games last season. He did do well for press, and I'm not saying, but I think for the fee we paid, I know Kyle Joseph went the other way, so it's about three million-ish. I think we ended up lumping out. But no, I, I disagree slightly on his hold-up play. I think for his size, keep in mind he's five foot nine, I believe. He, he does sort not not like parole levels, but he can sort of, you know, back into his man for a second to bring someone else into play. But um, I've given him an eight. I think he'll, you know, for the next three years, probably bag 10 to 15 goals a year, which will repay the amount. There won't be a resale value, though. If he was 22, yeah. we wouldn't have had him, would we? Let's be honest. He would, he would have gone to a lesser or maybe even like lower Premier League as like to be loaned back out. So yeah, he probably ends up leaving for a minimal amount of three when he's thirty. But in the next few years, he'll repay it. So eight out of ten, I'd say. Yeah, I've gone for an eight as well, just based on the fact of his cost for what he output last year, which was fourteen goals. If you know he's got two already, so you'd say he'd at least match that. And I think the fee we paid for him for a plus ten goal striker in the championship is is a good return. Whether he starts every game or whether he becomes someone that comes in and out depending on how the other guys get on I still think yeah, like you said some of the fees that were paid for, for players in this league like Pirro even you know, who was he like 10 million plus less than Pirro went for but yeah. technically not 10 goals less so I am uh, I am hopeful that he will you know I think he will come good when they when they get it right when he gets service he's a he's yeah. a finisher yeah okay so average score 7.6 for Yates Josh Key, then Ben. Josh Key, uh, nine, I would say. I think I called Key as my favourite signing when he came in, and that's proven to be the case. Just because, like, you know, I this isn't me having to go lat board you. On the very off chance he's listening to Swan's podcast, you did 
fine <laughs> in the position that you were like, you know, pigeonholed into. But having a centre back at wing back, especially in that system where wing backs were so important last year, it was infuriating, wasn't it? It's mental we didn't get caught out of injuries a bit more. So having Key now, I think he's in, I think I saw an infographic top five ball carries so far this season in the league when you consider how poor we've been doing as well. He's so energetic, takes on his man brilliantly. He's still young as well, so there's even a potential that you get a decent fee for him in a couple of years if he does, you know, get him dressed up higher up the league. It's hard to really see much of a downside to him to be honest. I put nine just because, you know, ten is probably difficult to reach, isn't it? But yeah, brilliant yeah. signing. Lee? Yeah, I, I I got nine written down for Key as well. I think he's been brilliant, especially because he's playing out of position as well. I think on the left, so I think he's been uh, he's been brilliant and uh, not not sort of similar players, but in terms of like that energetic sort of style, it reminds me a bit of Conor Roberts again. I mean, he's got that thing where he'll just bomb forward and get back as if he's just like loving loving playing football just up and down that wing. So yeah, I, I think like signing him on a permanent. Um, at such a young age as well, I think he's exciting. I think he's only going to get better. I, I had nine for that as well. I did 8.5, much for the same reasons. I think, um, you know, he's still raw in some places, but is is the price again that we paid for him? The fact that he's developing, he looks really exciting and you definitely see he's going to learn and do really well. And hopefully he can get on the right side of the pitch soon for what he prefers and we'll see more out of him. But he's definitely somebody that's going to, bring us a bigger fee in the future and we're going to be disappointed to lose but understand that he's one of them assets that needs to get moved on he's one of them buy low develop sell high players and it is going to happen down the line and uh, unless we go looks like at some point looks but... like it's been in the pipeline for a while as well because he's like yeah. I know he was linked with us a couple of times isn't he even before uh, yeah. this season so um, I think Matt Grimes like might a good word I'd imagine yeah, yeah definitely the link. Um, Josh Ginnelly then Ginelli, Ginelli, Ginelli. I put eight point five. Just he's on a three, honestly. Like I think, yeah. Obviously, you know, up front is not his natural position. That's likely why he'll play for us. But I think it's really difficult to find that sort of natural, you know, physical ability. He's got, you know, getting behind. He's fast. He is very fast. Like if we do end up playing that way, what his goal output ends up being, I don't know. He scored the screamer against was it was it Cambridge or Northampton? Sorry, I Northampton, missed I missed yeah. that game. Northampton. Um, just like yeah, good good age. Not not really a lot else to say. On a free transfer, it's hard to knock down somebody on a ranking yeah. there. Isn't it? So it's seven point five, yeah. yeah? At eight point five, I would say actually. Eight point five. Just take him out. Where's our pace? I guess would be my point. Yeah, I put him yeah. at seven, <clears throat> um, mainly because again, free transfers. That's good. I think he's definitely going to offer something to the team. I'm just not quite sure with the system that we've so far used, how we're going to get the best out of him. Kind of what you was just saying. Um, so he's a good sign-in, just not sure if he was a sign-in ideally for the system. You want the options, I guess. Yes, that's a fair point. But also now we do have the option, as we saw on the Bristol City game, to try and move yeah. the wings, even if no, I, when we're playing yeah. something else out of position there, aren't we? Yeah, he's just not someone that you can see yet. Um, he's going to start every game week in, week out, and like that first name on the team sheet but that's not necessarily his fault is what I'm saying but I would yeah. like to see more of him definitely I've said many times I think we should start for 3-3 and go forward with that because I think we've got looked better a few times when he's changed in some of the earlier games and then that would perhaps suit him more if that change did become more permanent at some point but we'll see where that goes I could be uh, I could be wrong but do we think like you know we had you know we I know I was bad, I banned myself but I know we had Russell Martin and uh, 
he had his style of play and it was fitting the players in to, to, to play the way that he wants from when we had like Steve Cooper was like, these are the players that we've got. And he sort of jigged it around for a bit until he found a system that he liked. I know we, 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 we heard from the Barnsley fans about like what Duff was like, but do we think like he's just, you see him what players he's got, like he's going to try different things until he finds something that works. Or do you think he has like uh, a style or do we I think, think I don't, because Cooper went on to play style. something different then, didn't he? Yeah, but he's he's is being quite set with his formation. I think. Yeah. What they're starting off as. Um, there's he's been changes, but the changes have always seemed to be because of chasing the game, or yeah, not yeah. winning the game. He's always ran three five two or yeah. uh, three four three. His old clubs, so I think that's his favourite, obviously. But he I may think have... when he started off at Cheltenham or something, he did do four for a while, but he changed, and then he hasn't gone back since. Yeah, fair enough. So it looks like we're going to stick with that. Yeah. We'll yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But I had uh, I had an eight for Janelli as well. I think uh, I think like because he was injured in preseason, wasn't he? And I think he said in one of his interviews that he's not quite up to where the rest of the yeah. squad is in terms of fitness. But what I've seen of him, I think he's been quite exciting. Like the goal he scored against Northampton, and then he came off a bench against West Brom, and he looked really sharp. Like I think there was a couple of times where he almost got through, and I think like just one bad touch or like a little nick of the defender where he was through a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so what I've seen, I think, is quite exciting. So if he gets fit, then I'm quite optimistic about that one. He'll do better when we're not chasing games all the time because teams yeah. sit back against us. He, If we're playing the way that Duff is trying to build, which should be quite direct, especially on the change of, of, of game where maybe you're on the counter a bit and he gets a bit of space to run into, that's where you're going to see the best out of him. Definitely. Um, Josh Timon then Timon Timon please correct me with any of these names no clue no yeah. idea <laughs> let's see what Kev John says and then do the opposite yeah sorry Lee go on go on no, go go oh, it's, it's hard we haven't seen him play yet have we my past yeah, 7 no. bit, um, was it foreseeable that's a good Twitter account I follow he gave like his a, you know, opinion on him seems to be someone who's more suited to wing back and fall back I think I was speaking to a couple of Stoke fans. That seems to be the reason why he was a bit out to the team because they were the you know back four. Um, yeah. Seems to be good getting up and down the line a bit short defensively. But hopefully, <laughs> if Shea Humphreys, who will get on to a second as a left centre back, you know, may, may make up for it. So I put him down a seven and a half. The only reason I'm you know a bit iffy about the signing, it was quite expensive potentially for someone who isn't like a world beater at this level. But I think he'll come in. He'll, he's 24. So we'll have him for a number of years. Hopefully he'll do a consistent yeah. job. That's all we really want from a left wing back. I I put eight because I thought it addresses the left back, which we have had a concern for a while. I've heard quite exciting things about him. And I think, yeah, wing back definitely is going to suit. If they can get a solid defence behind him and allow him to maybe do what Josh Key is doing, and then you've got Josh Key the other side, it should really help us creatively and going forward. But we'll see. You know, it's early to say, especially because we haven't seen anything. And I guess it's one of them permanent transfers that we haven't fixed the hole at left back with the loan. We've actually got someone in, so that's yeah. a positive as well. But what do you think, Lee? Yeah, I had uh, seven, similar to you boys. I think uh, I heard that he was, you know, really good going forward and not so, uh, not so good defensively either. But I think like uh, if we want those full backs, um, like if we, we want them to play in the way that, that we want them to play, then I think. We need to have someone as very good again forward like Manning was last season. I think we need someone like that. And like you said, if you can push, if that means the key can have a few more games on the right, then I think that's uh, 
That's a good signing for me. Yeah, I don't think Mane was always the best defensively, especially in his first season under Russell. No, Martin. he was good going forward, though, wasn't he? Especially yeah, exactly. Year. So if you can get that sort of uh, going again, then yeah. we'll all be better for it. Now, Christian Pedersen. Um, I've gone a bit lower you, but mainly because it just isn't... I guess it's a good squad player. Maybe he'll come straight in and start every game for the rest of the season. We'll see. But I did six. He's a good, good experience. You know, Six isn't a bad score. It's above half experienced championship player he's going to come in and do a job and hopefully be solid at the back um, but he's not like singing all dancing shouting um, you know one of the massive deals I guess you're excited I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah I mean I've got five in the mall yeah, again it's like I don't see him being first choice I'm sure he'll bring some experience but it's a bit worrying that's the sort of signing we make because I know we have probably had the whole debate of oh, what's our style of play going to look like are we tearing up the you know philosophy again he isn't somebody we're saying, I'm saying it's not somebody we'd only sign we had Jake Bidwell and we were interested in Jake Bidwell again I feel like we saw a next and just wanted someone left footed as well as yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean so um, yeah I, I don't think it would be particularly bad but I don't think he's going to I'd be surprised if he plays more than like 15 league games this year but that way is he basically the return of Bennett? <laughs> bit off. I think he's probably got a bit more pace about him than that, I'd hope. <laughs> I, I thought Bennett was class under Cooper. He just really didn't suit Martin. Mm-hmm. I think Bennett didn't want to change either. He was just like, nah, mate, I'm going to kick it up into row Z. I'm not passing this around. If, if it's coming to my goal, I'm getting rid. In the middle <laughs> of the back three, that never really left much beyond this 18-yard box. Bennett was fine, but there's a reason he's in League One now, and it is just the back for most defenses at this level. You can't turn quick enough, and he's, he's sort of... Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like he's a bad footballer. He's a Premier League footballer. It's just everyone's bodies it happens at some point, doesn't yeah. it? Rim it out yeah, maybe yeah. a bit earlier than most. Yeah, Norton's next on that list, I think. I was surprised mm. to see him start the other day. Yeah, yeah I was surprised. He, he's, he did well. Um, yeah, but I think the defensive recruitments might mean we won't see too much more of him. If Nathan Ward keeps playing like that, then maybe. Well, uh, I'm not surprised to see Darling dropped, but maybe all three of them are droppable. Come none of them played well. It was weird because they they have played. That was the back three in it. They have played a lot of football together, so I don't know what exactly happened. It's not. It's not like our oh, two new centre backs right. have come in. Yeah, so they, one, look, they were all over the shot, weren't they? Lee Pedersen then. Yeah, I had uh, I had five as well to be honest. Um, like you said, it's not um, not one that's uh, particularly exciting. But then, like again, like thinking about what we were just talking about, I think maybe we do need different options to what we've got. Like I think we we do need a bit more stability yeah. at the back. I know, like I know we like to play out from the back as well, and we've got to have players that can play. But sometimes we've got to be able to defend better than we have been. So maybe it's just another option to have. Um, but yeah, I just I just put it as, as five for now. Okay, Nikola Kuharovic. Uh, 6.5. Butchered that name, but... <laughs> uh, well, 6.5? I think most, yeah, most people butchered that name. I think, what well, I was surprised to read, he's one that's seen more for the future, which I didn't know. I thought he'd be one that comes in and starts a bit more. I think he that, said that to take the pressure off him, personally. Maybe. The reason I got 6.5 is a bit of a blend. I don't think he's particularly cheap. And it's similar to a couple of other signings. I think that's, if, if he's not going to play a lot right now, that's... That's not a cheap amount of money for us to splash on someone. But just like between his highlights, you know, can't really go off highlights, but seen him in person as well. He reminds me of very few target men in that he's quite got quite a good athletic profile, but then still got that height as well. He's, he's, he's not slow at all. Haaland, you mean? 
<laughs> How well, wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> no. um, I, I think it'll be a slow season for him, but I think it's a potential next year. I, you know, he, he could start coming good. I just don't see it happening quickly. Yeah. I mean, I got him as a six. I think he's just come back from a bad injury as well, to be yeah. fair to him. So, obviously, didn't get preseason really with us. And Martin said, Martin, Luke, man. Duffer said, um, <laughs> it's all the people talking about him. Duffer said that he obviously is getting still up to speed like some of the other guys. He's been coming off the bench the last few games. And I think Perot leaving, I don't know who, because obviously we'll talk about Jamal Lowe as well, but I wouldn't say both of them strike the slots. It looks like Yates at the moment is going to keep starting, but I feel like they are both up for grabs if anyone does put, put performances in. So there's a couple of them fighting for two positions, essentially. And if he comes on a few times and makes an impact, there's no reason why he can't force himself into the first team more frequently. Yeah, he's not scared to sub Yates either, which I thought was interesting to see. I thought he'd be like, because yeah. how much he runs, I thought he'd be 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes, but it doesn't seem that way at the minute. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's why he had Yates a little bit lower, but um, I think I was being a bit harsh, but I think he will come. You know, he will come, but that's probably why I had him a bit lower because I think, like you said, I think there's a there's a couple of options there now where we may see a game where Yates doesn't start. You know, he does take him yeah. off, so maybe there might be a game. But you know, he'll, he'll he, I'm sure he'll start scoring at some point. But I had um I had him as a six as well. I think um I was really surprised when I heard he was when I saw he was tall, um and I saw his stature. I thought, oh, he's just going to be a target man. But then, like you said, I've seen some highlights of him, and then. I think it was the Preston game where he just like run through and brought this ball off his chest and hit it with his left. It, it was literally like Haaland-esque. If you put that goal in, we'd still be talking about it. It was like so good. So I think, um, yeah, maybe I don't. Yeah, I think you think you're right though. I don't think we'll see him a lot this season. Um, maybe off the bench now and again. Maybe I don't know if he maybe gets a start somewhere. But um, yeah, I don't yeah. think we'll see a lot of him. But um, well, hopefully, yeah, he's got a few in for the youth team. So you know. Yeah. I think there's potential that we'll see. Maybe more in the second half of the season. When he gets up to speed now, he's definitely be an option, I think, that we'll see. There's two striker positions, and he could sub both in a match. So four strikers in a game. He, he could... he could, I don't know. We'll see. And some of his first touches have been quite impressive, to be fair. Um, Nathan, show it on then. I've gone for a five. Simply because I'm just straight on the middle. He could be really good. Lower fee, I think. not Not the biggest. We do need left-sided players. He's obviously coming on a permanent, but we haven't seen anything of him yet to really, to really say how he's going to get on. You know, I don't want him to be another rock better, who's still here apparently, which I forgot. But we have we've had a left-sided player all this time. I've done him to be another rock better. He did well last season, obviously at his club in Holland, Netherlands. We'll see where it goes. I don't think we're going to see loads of him now. We signed Timon Timon. Kev Johns needs to get on the Tanai. Um, but yes, I don't know what you think, Lee, of uh, Choa on. Yeah, just quickly, I had uh, I had five. Um, just because I'm with you. I, I, when, I, when we signed him, I thought, oh, here we go. We've got a, a young left... Because I didn't know a lot about him, to be honest. I think I thought, oh, here we go. We've got a left-sided player. Yeah, a young player, maybe he's, he's good. And then I, he just we haven't really seen him. He played one game for uh, the under-21s, didn't he? And I thought, oh... Yeah. I expected him to come and make an appearance, yeah. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. But I was worried he was gonna maybe be one of them players that just is here for a while then and doesn't really do much. But well, we'll see. I could be wrong. Yeah, I still better. don't know much about him. Yeah, well, I still don't know much about him to be honest. So it's um, we'll just have to wait yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, I also um, went a five simply because I, 
I think the money we shelled out. I know the money we shelled out on is. I don't exactly know what it is. I go on a website, transfer market, which is normally all right, says about three hundred fifty thousand, and then when I go on, it's at about a million. So maybe it's three hundred fifty thousand potentially rising to a mill with, you know, yeah, like, maybe with the add-ons. Add-ons, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, but no, like you said, like Lee said, signed in with all there's a left wing back, and then I'm reading, oh yeah, he'd be more like a left centre back in the back three, and I was like, oh, and. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know if we're really going to see him this season. He's seen as more one for the future. I don't know how that happens, mind, if he's played 20 times in the Eredivisie. Yeah. He's happy to come here and just sort of, you know. Well, he was the first one signed, so maybe he wasn't. It's odd. And, and then they like, signed. Oh, what's going on? He signed uh, I... Tim, Tim on from Stoke as well. It's a weird, so it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, but I was thinking, because Pedersen left back as well, isn't he, technically? But I wonder if he sees Pedersen more as a left centre back. No. He definitely does, yeah. This is this is why I don't think Chohan's really going to play at all. Like, so you think I, he's going to be left back then, Pedersen, not left centre back? No, I think he'll be left centre back as well. I I I don't think Chohan will be anything this season. I've got five just because I honestly don't yeah. know how you rank him. I, I think he's just one for the future. And he'll maybe have bit bit part appearances off the bench here and there in the back three. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think he's going to be second choice left back to Timon. But then where does that leave Abdullah as well? Got Key and Ashby fighting for one place. Does one of them start ahead of show it on even on the opposite flank? Like we've gone from no wing back options to can't fit them all in. So I guess that's better than having no one. I think Abdullah is out with three months, but also he isn't a wing back, is he? I think he was gonna get a start, presumably at wing back, but I would like to see him in the middle at some point in his Swans career. When that is, I don't know, because we got options there currently and we but I would have liked him to have gone on loan. On the last day of the season, he probably wouldn't be injured right now if that happened. No. I'm sure. I'm sure he got injured against Bournemouth. He was holding his hamstring for ages against Bournemouth, and they didn't take him off. Yeah, because I think they might have used all the subs. And then when they said he got injured in training, I was skeptical. But then he did. Duff did say, in all fairness, like you said, he did say that he was going to start him against uh, Bristol City, didn't he? he? Did say he was fighting for a start. Really? So um, yeah, he, yeah, he was set to start, and then yeah, who's going to drop Ashby? Uh, no. Maybe, maybe yeah. because. Um, Ashby got subbed at half time. Ashby's been subbed in every game so far. He was awful in that Bristol City game, though. I haven't been impressed. Uh, we'll get on to him in a minute. Uh, Nathan Broom, <laughs> I've gone four, but that's just because I think. Are we going to. Is he ever going to play? <laughs> Not at the moment. I've done the same as you. Four. Nothing against the guy. I'm sure he's all right, like, but because just like Sondergaard, you know, there's been loads of keepers over there. Berrigetti, yeah. whatever his name was, the Aussie boy. You, you know, you sign, we, we sign keepers and then. Unless something drastically goes wrong, probably so Mulder was in that category until he finally played. And they yeah. right, actually, to be fair, we've had worse. Okay. We've had worse. Yeah, uh, Lee. Yeah, I had four as well. Not much, not much to add on that either. Right. I was follow Okay, here we go then. Interesting loan signings. Charlie Patino gone with a nine because I think he's made an instant impact. Three assists in four games. Um, probably going to be sad when he goes. Yeah, went with a nine. I think the only thing keeping me from like a nine point five is just physically. I think he could. It's difficult to find the right midfield balance of him. Is my issue. Grimes, as good as he is, he's, his weakness has always been off the ball. If he was better off the ball, he would have been in the Premier League a few years ago. But he know, I, I can't remember who he was chasing after. But tracking back, you could see he's not the fastest eye. But I think you can't put Joe Allen in the midfield three of them, which is annoying. Because we will yeah. get over and you have. To, I think if you're playing Bettino and Grimes, you do need someone like, not not necessarily even Cooper, but Fulton, just someone to break yeah. up the play to complement them. So Bettino does sort of limit 
who we can play with. But that isn't yeah. really anything against him as a player. That's just our squad, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of Matt Grimes, right? So um, I was watching Benjamin Bloom the other day. He does his podcast with f- former player Sam Parkin. Mm. I'm not sure if anyone knows who Sam Parkin is. I know the but, name. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm not sure where this would have been. He spoke basically about uh, somebody asked him in the comments. I'll do a quick Google. Um, where who is the most impressive debut you've ever been on a pitch for? So he got asked that question. It must have been at Exeter, probably. Exeter, yeah. Because, oh, there we are. So Sam Parkin ended his career at Exeter 2013, 2014. And that's probably when Mark Rhymes was coming through the ranks just before we signed him, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said Mark Rhymes was the most was the best debut they've been on a pitch for basically and he'd never seen a young player with so much technical ability so I thought it was quite interesting to hear randomly on the uh, Benjamin yeah. podcast so that was a nice little shout out for Mac Rhymes. He was talking, he was basically saying how he didn't understand how a Premier League team had not come in for him and all he could imagine was they just they're seeing some sort of risk aspect of signing him that they just don't want to fork out, but he's just going to understand it, basically. He's, he's, I think the only way he gets there is with us now, 28, four-year deal. Like, the thing is, Premier League's ruthless. Yeah. Lynn Downs went, went up. I know he's not the same as Rice, but Rice has left. They brought in three midfielders and loaned him out to Southampton. People yeah. seem to think Downs has barely put a foot wrong. It's just so difficult to break into that league, even at that age. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. Just, just, yeah, one of them, I guess. Um Maybe missed up, you know, you look back on his career and think what could have been. Um, moving on from, oh, sorry, Lee, you didn't give a patina score. Yeah, I didn't, not, not much more to add than you boys. I had nine as well, but um, yeah, Three he looks, I think if we can get it right as well, we can, you know, he looks a cut above. So if we can find the formula to uh, to get him on Grimes in, I think we could be dangerous, but uh, we'll see. Okay. Bashir Humphreys, now we spoke earlier, I don't know an awful lot about him, but it's got to say a lot that he's got called up to the full England squad. So I put eight, just because he hasn't kicked the ball yet, but obviously he's got a lot of potential to be maybe Mark Geehy-esque for us. Yeah, do you want to go, Lee? I've gone first a few times. Yeah, I had uh, I had 8.5 on this one. The only reason I didn't go nine was because we haven't seen him kick a ball yet, but I think like what I've heard, and then obviously he's been called up to the England squad, it's, uh, it's an exciting one. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. At the risk of looking foolish, I went 10 just because. Oh, yeah. Genuinely. Nice. I like it. I like it. Sim- simply because Gareth Southgate has been on record as saying to players, you need to play Premier League football to get in my squad. When is the last time a championship footballer, even if it's only like the training camp, has been in the senior England squad? I could look foolish. I could be recent. Who knows? Maybe it's one of the goalkeepers. Um... When did Jack Butler get relegated? Was he still getting, getting called up? So it's okay. We've raised it outfield players. Yeah, I, I don't think. Oh, that's that's, that's pretty Southgate, wasn't it? Pickford yeah, pretty Southgate. But I, 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 just well, in general, I, isn't it? I know it was West Brom, West Brom summer. But yeah, point being, it's rare, isn't it? They yeah, it's rare. He was set to play a part for Chelsea this season. He played, or started, I should point out, every single pre-season game for them. He was on the bench them in the league. You know, the fact that they held out till deadline day, I think the only reason it came off is because one other loan move for somebody else fell through, like an outgoing. So they had, you know, they didn't need that many players. So, yeah, I think two-footed, you'll end up on the left or back three. I mean, Stuart James, who, you know, he probably knows people who are in the know on his ability. He was calling out for weeks how good he is, how highly rated he is. 
Oh, sorry, we'll start against Cardiff. You'll have a short graph. We'll give them a 10. We're actually watching them play. I think, but, uh, uh, I think a gay, remember when Gray, he started, then he against uh, Hull, wasn't it? I think it was, was it the 4 all game, and he was absolutely all over the shop, wasn't he? Yeah. And, then, and then he came class then. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited about that one, though. It seems like he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of noise around him. I should should point out while we're on him, to be fair. We're having the whole debate on Twitter, I think me and some Cardiff fans on deadline day, because we were set to go for Jonathan Panzo, weren't we? Yeah. We pulled the plug on that, went for Pedersen. It looked like, you know, what, what's his name? Paul Abandonart, or whatever, however you pronounce it. And I was saying, oh, Cardiff shouldn't be able to pull this out. Swansea gave a cash offer, this, that, the other. It became clear then we pulled the plug to go for an England senior squad centre-back. So that was why all that happened. The Cardiff, Cardiff fans are still taking it as a win, which is bit annoying if we're all being honest with ourselves because I don't think that is actually the way the day panned out the way that it's being reported on at least they haven't had much to celebrate lately have they so well they had more than us the last few weeks Luke I think (laughs) (laughs) I just meant in terms of the rivalry oh yeah I mean well I think if you're 10 years old you've never seen Cardiff beat Swansea if you're a Cardiff fan that's slightly mental it's great 2013 Stephen Corker that's the last time, or am I wrong? Beating us. Uh, they beat, did they beat oh, us no. Um, yeah, then? Flint scored the ah, COVID. Nah, lockdown, don't count. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. Oh, no, you, no, you're right. You haven't actually light. seen it in the stadium, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's that's put fair. That clarification out there before you get Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, obviously we had that. Uh, <laughs> that's a good, yeah. a good start, though. I like that. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I like that one too. So, Jamal Lowe. Lee, do you want to go first then, son as well? Yeah, I got. I don't know if this is a bit low, but I got a six. Ah, a bit low. I didn't think of that, but it's just. Uh, it's, I got a six. I have. Um, I hope I'm proved wrong, but I always think like never go back. I know, like it. It has worked. Um, like with Britain come back and seven. Joe Allen. But no, I I don't know. I just think like low is sort of. He went and then, he hasn't done a whole lot for Bournemouth, and now he's coming back. I don't know what state he's in. I hope he comes back and. And tears it up again. Maybe in this system, he picks up again like yeah. he did with Cooper. But I put it just at a six for now, just because I'm not really sure what player we're getting back. Um, obviously, I want him to be the player the left because he was he was good. For, I thought he was good for us and the Cooper. So, um, but I just put a conservative six on that one. Said so he's got unfinished business, didn't he? I'll give him a yeah. seven. I have because I think he's like one of them again, where we know about him. We know he's got ten plus goals a season if he wants to put it out there. Maybe you could go the other way, though, where it doesn't quite work. Um, but it's a loan, yeah. so it's not a risk, really. Ben? Yeah, I also went six. I think unfinished business, I'll you know, I'll, I'll leave him out of that. Cause I think the reason he left is Russell Martin came in and the style of play didn't suit him, if being honest. He isn't a player that's sort of like, you know, comfortable in possession, maybe as you'd want your strikers to be. But now, obviously, Russell Martin's gone. Probably suits him a lot more, but one issue I've seen, supposedly, his pace has gone a bit in the couple of years since he's been gone. So, like, what sort of role does he play? I think he'll, he'll be a decent enough option. Interesting now that they've given him just for a year, Bournemouth have. His contract runs out in a year, so he's available on a free at the end of the season if he does do well. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I'd imagine that's, that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think he sets the world alike for us, but if he, if he can just sort of provide, a, you know, a, a constant sort of option, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Harrison Ashby. I put seven just because I think he is going to do better and as the season goes on compared to what we're seeing now. I think it's clear he's got the physical attributes to succeed. I'm not sure his awareness of where he needs to be 
or what's required of him in the game is quite there. But I think that's just his lack of experience. That is the point of a loan. If, if they were the finished article, we wouldn't be having them, unfortunately. Yeah, um, you're right. I also think now, obviously, if this Tim Ons a left wing back, I'd be a bit disappointed if Ashby is taking minutes away from Key because Key clearly with minutes he's going to become a very good player. I think someone said, which is an interesting one, do you see Ashby ending up a right centre back at a certain point? We got enough of them, but I can see why they'd say it. The, pro- the physical profile he's got. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, we'll see. They'd expect him to play. I think if he don't he got, play, he got run around against Bristol, didn't he? So he did get run around, but I think if we don't provide him with minutes, he he does end up getting recalled in January. I'd imagine. Well, I think he will get minutes because I think um, I keep saying I think Duff has been subbing on both wing backs quite frequently because mm. I think he'd like want some quite active in in the system where they're running up and down a lot. He likes to have maybe you could say it's the new winger in it in a way. He wants them up there. He wants them running up and making things happen up top as well. Quite often, historically, you forward some midfielders and wingers as well. You use your three subs. You've got five available these days, so I would imagine he's going to use quite a few in the wing-back areas. So I think the other options that are on the bench will get minutes regardless if they don't start, which you wouldn't usually say about a defender before. Yeah. So yeah. easier to keep him happy, I guess, with Newcastle. Lee? I did. I did have five point five. It's really harsh. It's really, really harsh. It is harsh. I think. I think I let the last game rule my head a little bit on that one. But um, I think, based on what Ben was saying, I really don't want him to be used in replacement of Key. Now that we've got a left back, if they've got to play him because they've got him from Newcastle, I don't want us to be tied with that because I think I want to see Key play. A right back because I think he's deserved it. Um, and what I've seen from Ashby so far, I think like he played well against Preston. He scored a really good goal. But apart from that, I haven't seen I haven't seen a whole lot now. If so, I'm looking at it in terms of like if that means the key can't play because he's there, then it's not it's not a good sign in for us. But like like I think I think you're right. I think he will come good because he's not he's not a bad player. There's no way he's a bad player playing for Newcastle. Apparently, he came really highly rated. Um, but just so far, and then maybe if it stops Key having minutes, that's why I've got him quite low. Yeah, I've got a six for Ashby. I think he um, maybe it's harsh because of the rep he's come in with. A lot of people, yeah, maybe his fanfare when he joined, and I maybe expected more because of that than what I've seen. I hope that he can continue to improve. But there is competition in them wing back areas now, and for me, Key has been more impressive, so should be starting ahead of him. Be really interesting to see what he does next game. Now, what um, who starts the wing backs? Be really interested to see what he does. It will indeed, and I'd imagine we'll start seeing a bit of rotation in areas as well going forward. Last one then, Carl Rushworth. I'm going to start off and say I've given him a six as well. I just don't think he's been. I've seen a few mistakes that people have really criticised Fisher for making that he's also done. For him to come straight in. The confidence of a manager to say you are my number one and yeah he's young and yeah it's early days and I'm sure he'll improve but you can't just give him a free pass when you're giving the other guy so much grief that's what I think anyway he's made some good saves but he's also made some howlers with the possession of the ball yeah I mean I this is the one I thought was going to be really controversial I went five but that isn't there doesn't need to be like a little asterisk next to it but simply because 
I've sort of had to take into account the fact that Stephen Bender wouldn't sign a new deal, right? That's been said publicly. But that's because he can't see a route back into the team when he comes back from injury at the turn of the year. If I was in the position of signing players, I would have had someone on a year deal trying to bring Bender back in just to take a long-term approach because I would have seen Bender as our first choice in the years to come. He's only, you know, he's 24, which is young for a keeper. He would have got better. We're now left in a position where come the summer, we got Nathan Broom, who, you know, let's be real, probably won't be ready. Uh, Fisher, I don't know if his deal's up, but if it's not up, he won't be number one. Rushworth going back to his parent club. We're going to have to go out and either loan another keeper again, which is very difficult to do because you've got 15 clubs going for the same guy from League One, probably. Or you're going to have to go out and buy someone. But keepers are, you know, they're really expensive, as, you know, Premier League clubs often show at the time. Like Pickford, he was 30 million. You're going back, what, how long was that now? Six years ago, something like that. How much would he be worth now at Premier League level? So at our level, you, you are genuinely looking. If you want someone who's like young, which is our model, to improve over time, you're looking what five million, possibly. Yeah, but that's what Fisher's meant to be enough. here for: young and improve over time. And he is still young. I think he was brought in because he was like one of the ones who would be more comfortable in possession of Russell Martin's football. Yeah, yeah. But now that Russell Martin's gone, he, he doesn't have the physical yeah. attributes to command his area. You know, shots and range, just in general, catching yeah. ability. You know, I agree. I do agree with those those points, um, but I don't also think that Rushworth has been night and day better. Is, is what I would say. I, I haven't seen like well, we there was one or two things in the first couple of games. He made an error in one of them, didn't he? That led to a goal directly. Yeah, first game, game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, we would have we would have had a win. I do just have to hope that those mistakes get ironed out because of how yeah. well he's been reported on, how well. But it weren't even just like Lincoln fans is a thing. It's just EFL pundits in general that they all rave about him. So I think everyone, especially at his age, he's going to have a period where he doesn't play yeah. well. It's just does he come through it? It's, like I said, it's difficult to do this rankings thing because there's only been five games yeah. max. Some of them we have We'll have to see how well we've done at the end of the season. That's the fun of it. Like reassess in like January, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, come back and be like, no, I'll we'll do another one back. after the January window when we signed another yeah, seven. Half of them have left because yeah. they didn't perform much. <laughs> or when Ashby's the best wing back in the league and we're putting yeah, back. Yeah. And Yates has got like 20 goals by then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know who we said. So, number one keeper. Choa <laughs> has come in and just torn up the league. Well, yeah, we'll see in it. So, what was your score for Ashby? No, Ashby, Rushworth Lee. Uh, I had a six uh, for. Six. I keep wanting to say Ashworth because we talk about Ashby <laughs> and it was Rushworth. I keep getting it wrong, but uh, yeah, same as you. I think. Uh, yeah, I think like I, I'm not a big fan of like like you said like loan players. Like it's similar on the not that I'm not a fan of loan players, but I mean in detriment of your own um, of developing your own. Like I said with Ashby and and Key, I you know I'd I'd like to have seen. Um, ben to be our number one like like Ben said I think it was when he came like I know he went out of the team and then Fisher came in and then but when he came back in he looked like he looked like the real deal to me I think he was playing really well when he got injured um, so then the fact that we brought in a lone keeper now and has lost Bender is, uh, is, is disappointing and again like I think like short stopping yeah he's been great but distribution in general has been quite poor I think I mean I was in um, West Brom and I think he had so many 
like passes into touch as like his distribution's been quite bad. Um, but then he has got that threat of like I've seen he's got a monster throw, hasn't he? Which he's been threatening a couple of times, but we haven't really seen it pan out. So maybe maybe he will he will come good, but so far, not yeah, not not too excited on that one. It is a shame, but Bender then sounds like the situation a bit mismanaged. The injury didn't maybe help. Oh, these guys had to That's all good. Um, he'll be back and on his phone now, probably, won't he? Um, it's, it's all good. I'm going to end in the sec anyway. But um, yeah, Bender situation, a bit mismanaged. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was glad to see him go. I guess for him, if he thinks there's no guarantees of getting back into first team, he may as well sit on the bench at a Premier League club. Yeah, I think if he never gets injured, he stays on number one, he signs a new deal. It's, it's like a ultimate universe sort of thing, isn't it? Not to be, but... Uh, yeah, not like he didn't have a mistake in him either. I just think for somebody of his like his height, his you know ability to command his box one on one ability, distribution was underrated. I think the thing I probably let him down the most is handling. He, yeah. he he did have that in him, but I think with Margerson as well, goalkeeper coach, it would have got ironed out. I mean, we could have had like a really top goalkeeper. But well, he's big. still young as well, and if you're going to yeah. have uh, Rushworth in to develop, then it would have been the same situation just with someone that was ours but there we go it's uh it's done we need to move on and i think we'll call it there for the end of the video so i'll probably clip that out as a separate youtube video as well as being included in the podcast so i mean if you've got this five already seen it all but yeah just if you wanted to rewatch it you wouldn't have to watch the whole thing again or if you're skipping forward on youtube or spotify or whatever it will be available separately um, we can revisit it in January, potentially, or maybe the end of the season. But thanks very much for joining me, Ben. It's been a long one, so I'm going to just end this uh, quite quickly. So no, thanks for having me. The and obviously Lee has just had connection issues, which is fine because we're calling it a day now anyway. But thanks for him as well, on behalf of him. And we'll catch you in the next one. I'm sure you'll be back again soon. And thanks for joining me, Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get you back on shortly. So it was good to chat to you. It was very informative. Um, Maybe, maybe after the Cardiff game, be interesting to uh, see I'll what be, happens. And yeah, I'll need to come back on if we win. If if not, I'm, uh, I'm away <laughs> into hibernation. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So catch us in the next video. As always, don't forget to like the video. Really massively helps the channel. And comment below all your ratings for the transfers. Who do you think will come good? Who do you think is your favourite person? And who are you not maybe so bothered about who are not that fast that we've signed? Let us know in the comments and we shall catch you in the, new, the next video. So thank you very much. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few dips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.